0: Part 1, Section 4. 0030, Friday, 01 November. Where's the van? Gary gasped as the makeshift Oogaloo convoy tore down the road, leaving Portland behind. And why are we heading away from the city? John slightly tilted his head back to acknowledge the question, and in his monotone and oddly calm voice replied, Jimmy put his... ...and Calvin's family in it, and told him to leave town before things got really bad. Several houses in the suburbs were already torched. Brian began to sweat a little at this. He had previously hidden a little booger sugar in the van and really hoped no one would find it. Shit! Gary spat. All of our goddamn angry Play-Doh was in that
1: damn van and who knows if we're gonna need it. Plus, that was my van, and
0: it was bulletproof.
1: Seriously, dude, how the fuck do you afford all this shit?
0: Brian said in complete awe. I don't know,
1: man, you know, stocks, army bonus, it was, you know, fucking stuff.
0: Gary mumbled back, slightly flushed. The two Wranglers tore through the night like a bat out of hill. Brian shipped his phone to see a National Service update appearing. This is the Federal Alert System. Martial law has been declared due to a national civil uprising. Please stay in your wonderful, gorgeous, beautiful homes. Oh, gee Willickers, guys. What the actual flippin' hack! Jimmy stuttered with disbelief on his face upon hearing the message. Always knew it was gonna happen. Not surprised. John monotone to himself. The jeeps turned off onto the familiar trail of Gary's new property, pulling up to the cabin. Gary quickly jumped out of the car and yelled over his shoulder something about turning on a security system. Brian, half a zombie at this point from fatigue and his general lack of being in shape, waddled to the house, praying that a new pair of pants await him there. Upon walking inside, a fairly simple layout awaited him. A single bedroom, a kitchen slash living room, and a bathroom. In the kitchen, a rug lay tossed aside, revealing a trap door for the basement. Brian carefully lifted himself down to find the most paranoid and amazing thing he'd ever seen. The basement was about four times the size of the actual cabin with concrete walls, two bunk rooms and associated washrooms, a storage room and a security center that Gary was busy turning cameras on from. In addition to all of this, there was a sizable generator room with enough fuel to last two years. Gary turned to Brian. Okay, so obviously I didn't
1: build this. Bought the place off a of family whose dad just died. It was a massive Tuesday prepper. They didn't need it, so I got to steal. You're in bunk room one. There's a box of your bed with clothes for you and stuff you'll need.
0: Brian was at a loss for words, so he simply just went to check out his new room. Inside his box, he found several pairs of tactical clothing in his right size.
1: Oh, thank fucking God.
0: He whispered with a single tear falling from his face at the thought of changing out of his shit pants. Good news, Gary yelled from the security room.
1: I just got a hold of an old EOD buddy of mine named Jake. Says he's got a ton of angry play-doh and is down for the big igloo. So he's on his way right now. How long till he gets here?
0: Brian said as he sprayed himself down in the bathroom and changed his clothes. He immediately trashed his old skewies and pants. They were beyond saving and likely the trash can. These items were discarded and would meet an exorcism. But he set the Hawaiian shirt aside. He had become oddly attached to that shirt. Something after his first time in combat, surviving it made it feel lucky. Gary walked into the bunk room. Did you not hear me? Sorry, I was uh, lost in thought, said Brian, snapping out of his daze. Gary rolled his eyes and repeated. I
1: said, Jake should be here in a week or two. He's coming all the way down from Massachusetts and with the way things are and states shutting down their borders, he's gonna have to find some backwards ways of getting here. Also, I'm coordinating with some other militia groups that are forming in the area to coordinate future operations. We've agreed it's best to remain in secluded and separate cells of targeted survivability for the cause continues.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Brian said, fading off into sleep as he got comfortable on his bunk. We can talk about it. More tomorrow.